Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. As you can tell, it's been a bit under the weather, so that's why we haven't had a podcast in a little bit. But uh, you know what? You suck it up when you get EJ Raddick on the phone and you got a chance to talk to him for the first time in a long time. So welcome back to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I've been better. I, listen, it's not COVID, so that's good. But the whole family's coughing. It's a, it's a phlegm fest. But, (laughs) you know, now that everything's opened back up now, it's like there's other things besides COVID. So, you know, and and I had a doctor one time tell me whether it's COVID or not, you still got to treat the symptoms. You still got to try to find a way to get better. So it's not like, oh, I don't have COVID. That means I'm okay. Well, I still have a cough. I still sound like garbage. You still got to do something about it. Well, you know, at the end of the day, too, you have two young children. And when you have two young children in the house, you know, you, you have the stuff goes around. That's it. So you got to deal with it. But you sound okay. You don't sound that bad. Yep. And called the game last night, although not much happened for the Rangers last night. But uh, so much to dive into this early season. I I guess let's get started with uh, you look for trends, right, and themes. That's what I always do to start the season. Like what's something that seems to be trending? And going into last night, the average goal against – or the uh, save percentage, I believe, was like 902. So it seems like, at least early on, goals are plenty in this league. Are you, are you noticing the same trend, and do you have a theory on why that is? Uh, well, yeah, I think that there's uh, no question There's there's been more goals. There's been a lot of comebacks, too. There's been a lot of multi-goal comebacks in these, uh, in these early part of the season. And, you know, teams you don't expect. There's Chicago Blackhawks, right? You know, you know, you don't expect them to be a team that is going to be able to do much this year. They look like they're going to be a disaster, and yet here they are. They made, uh, they have a couple multi-goal comebacks in a row. Uh, in terms of my thinking, why I just think that the league is very competitive. It's early in the season. Teams are still trying to find their way. Guys come in and out of rosters. There's teams dealing. Some teams dealing with cap issues, and so you know, guys get moved into lineups that maybe wouldn't normally be there. There's 32 teams in the league now. You know, so for me, I just think that, uh, you know, that's that's the nature of, of what, we're, what we're looking at right now. And the other thing, too, is I, I feel like, Donnie, there's been more than a generation now of, of young players that have come into this league or, like, they, 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 they have such great skills that they're, uh, you know, they know what the goalies are doing. The goalies go down, they go into the butterfly, the puck, you know, they, they know the area to beat is up over the goalie's shoulders, and they don't, there's no thinking. It's just like the opportunity, boom, that puck goes in that spot, and those guys can make those plays. So you put all that stuff together, 
uh, I think that that's the reason why we're seeing kind of more goals these days. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, certain teams have been able to take advantage. You know, I've I've been dubious about the Penguins for the last few years. I think you you were in lockstep with me. They were getting older. It looked like this was going to be the offseason in which they might dismantle it. Latang was a free agent. Malkin was a free agent. And that maybe, maybe not to the extent of the Blackhawks, but maybe this would be where you start to see it get broken down. And they ended up bringing Malkin back, bringing uh, Latang back. And right now, off to the best start in the National Hockey League. Yeah, you know, I've given up, Donnie, writing off the Penguins and the Capitals. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, like, I think we've had these conversations over the last couple of years, and, you know, it just seems like we're waiting for them to fall off, and they haven't, really. I mean, you know, they have, have they had the playoff success in the last couple of years? No. Um, but I can make a case that, you know, had it been for uh, underperformance by Jari two years ago in the first round, they should have beat the Islanders. And the same thing last year where Crosby gets hurt at game five. You were right on the scene there. Like that game, the Rangers weren't getting a sniff in the game. They were on their way out of the playoffs. And then Crosby gets hurt, and then the Rangers get on fire, and then they go on a run. So the Penguins have had some unfortunate situations the last couple of years that haven't helped them. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, Crosby is still a, you know, a high-end player in this league, still one of the top players in the league. Malkin is healthy right now. Uh, Latang came off maybe the best season of uh, of his career uh, last year, which is saying a lot for a guy that's been around a while. Jake Gensel, nobody ever talks about him. He just goes about his business. He's one of the best uh, offensive players in the league. So, you know, I, I, I just think that, uh, you know, Mike Sullivan's a really good coach. They get a lot out of the other players they have within their group. I mean, this is still uh, a team that's very competitive. So, you know, it's early in the season. They've had some good opponents or some opponents that you could handle on home ice, and they've taken care of it. Now they're going out to Western Canada. We'll see how things unfold. But they still have enough to, to get the job done. And when you, have a, when you have a healthy Crosby leading the way, I mean, the guy is still a high-end player. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, is that when you, it's, it's hard to blow it up when you still have Crosby. You still have guys yep. like Gensel. You still have Rust. And, and I know their goaltending was kind of in flux and they were getting older, but you almost feel like you want to honor those players as long as you have them. They're generational players, and you want to just continue yep. to do it. Same thing with Washington. Like, I don't know if it, if if Washington's a playoff team, quite honestly. I, that, that one I actually have faith that maybe they're not. But as long as you have Ovechkin yeah. and you have a healthy Backstrom, I mean, you're going to have to you're going to have to try, right? He's, what's happening in Chicago might be a different story, and maybe Kane will eventually be dealt. But when you've got these generational players, I guess you have to try to piece things together to try to win with them while you have them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's the thing for Pittsburgh, right? I mean, they looked at it; those guys were up, right? Latang was up, Malkin was up, but when you look at where you're at, and you still have, as you point out, you still have Sidney Crosby at the top of his game. He's under contract for another couple of years. It's hard to look at it and say, okay, we're going to go into a total rebuild, especially when you've been making the playoffs and, you you know, you were a 100-point team last year. Um, you know, what's the alternative? I mean, are you going to not sign those guys? Then you're going to think about, you know, moving Crosby out of there? I mean, I, I don't think that's something that's all that palatable for for management or ownership. I mean, you got to remember the Penguins have new ownership now. So, you know, they want to continue to ride this wave as long as they can. 
And, uh, you know, like I said, I expect them to be a playoff team again this year. And if they get a little bit more, you know, if the timing is right for them in the postseason, then, you know, maybe they'll advance past the first round and make a little push. Hard to say. But at the end of the day, that's where these teams are at. And it's, it's hard to make the decision until you fall off. Chicago fell off. Chicago started losing. Chicago started yeah. missing the playoffs. So that's when you're like, okay, it's time. But that has not happened for Pittsburgh and Washington yet. So for them, they're just trying to extend these windows as long as possible. They've got a very productive players. I mean, Ovechkin is still a guy who scores goals. Um, you know, the, the thing for the Capitals is they have a problem that the Penguins don't have right now. They've got some significant injury problems. They got Backstrom is out indefinitely. We don't know you know, when he's going to return and how he's going to be when he does. Uh, you got, uh, you know, Tom Wilson is a really important piece of that team. He's such a unique player. He's kind of a unicorn in the league that he's a, a talented guy, but he's a big, physical, uh, in, intimidating force. Um, so the Capitals, to me, are a little bit more vulnerable. But even them, they find kind of ways to win. And, you know, they're getting ready for a game on Monday night against the Devils. That's kind of an important game for both of those teams because, if the Devils want to try to find their way in, those are the games they got to win. So we'll see how they make out. Yeah, for sure. And then you've got in the Atlantic Division, Boston off to a quick start. Kind of a similar situation. Looked like Bergeron was going to be done. He comes back. They change coaches. And here they are winning five of their first six. Yeah, and think about them. No McAvoy, number one defenseman, eats up all kinds of minutes, one of the best defensemen in the game. No Marshand, who's really one of the big engines and drivers for their team. They bring Krejci back, um, and then you're right, they change coaches. And, you know, the buzz that I understood in Boston was, because that was such a surprising move. I mean, Bruce had had a lot of success. Bruce Cassidy had a lot of success in Boston. But just the, the, the buzz was that, uh, you know, that he was, that, you know, that, that some of the guys were just done, done with Bruce. They were just, you know, uh, they just weren't responding and weren't hearing the message. And, I, you know, give Don Sweeney and Cam nearly credit. I mean, I was critical when it first happened because it's surprising that a guy who's had success like that gets let go. But they had an understanding of the, of the kind of tenor of their team. And, uh, you know, they, they acted on it. And they brought in Jim Montgomery. He's done a nice job so far. And, you know, they're, these are valuable wins and points they're getting right now because when they can, if they can get to December when McAvoy and Marshand are back in the mix, now all of a sudden the Boston Bruins are in position really to be, you know, a dangerous team for the rest of the year into the playoffs. So um, the fact that they've been able to find their way early, I guess it speaks to the culture of their organization first with Char there for many, many years and then passing the torch to Bergeron because – you know, that's a team that could have really stumbled out of the gates and they've done anything but. You know, when deals are made, EJ, and it's our job, we got to jump and analyze who won the deal. And sometimes you've got to let things kind of grow and expand, and, and there's no better example of that than the Eichel deal to Vegas with Buffalo. And now you're seeing, uh, you, you fast forward a year later, Eichel can start the season, he's healthy, he's got seven points, Vegas is a playoff team right now, and Buffalo's off to a heart's hot start, and Tuck's got six goals on the season. I mean, it could be one of those rare situations where both teams feel feel real good about that deal. Yeah, I think so. I mean, let's face it. It was an untenable situation for Jack and Buffalo, which is, you know, say what you will about it. It just it, it didn't work. There was a number of things that went on. I mean, in Buffalo, they've had all kinds of problems, but they're trying to straighten it out and sort it out now. And, 
you know, Kevin Adams has come in and is a first-time general manager. Is uh, he's made some hard decisions, but like they're they're trying to create a little bit of a culture there in Buffalo. And you know, watching them play this uh, this first part of the year, I mean, Darlene. I mean, they have a lot of high-end players and high draft picks. Uh, Rasmus Darlene is, is last eight months going back to the middle of last year. He has now shown everybody why he was the first overall pick. And he is playing at Norris Trophy-type level now for the Buffalo Sabres. So you have that. Then you have Owen Power who comes in, and he's big, he's strong, he's long, another first overall pick. Donnie, watch him play. He looks like a 10-year veteran. I mean, nothing seems to rattle this right. guy. He just plays, and he eats his ice with his, his long stride. I mean, he's a terrific player. Uh, you know, they have Samuelson, who they just signed to a deal. He's a young player there. Unfortunately, got hurt over the weekend. So they'll miss him. He was a nice. Uh, he worked. He's been working well with Darlene. Uh, I like Eric Carney. They're giving him a chance in goal. Anderson's been around forever. Still is able to come up with. You know, if he doesn't have to play, uh, if he can be a guy that plays one out of every three, he can still play and be helpful for you. He's a good, a veteran guy. So, you know, the Buffalo Sabers got a lot of things moving in the right direction. Now, can they sustain it over 82 games? I don't know. We'll find out. Over the last four or five years, they've had runs where they've played well and then they just fall off the map so we'll have to see but i like what's going on there and then on the other side i said it to you last year we talked about it vegas last year a lot of cap issues had a lot of challenges uh it just was one of those seasons i said it to you you know sometimes it's just not your year they sorted that out they moved some guys around eichel's healthy and now he's like they have their team now and they're playing they made a coaching change they brought in bruce cassidy they have, they're given uh, Logan Thompson the, the crease. He's played well so far. They added Aiden Hill. They got a great goalie coach there in Sean Burke, who's worked wonders with big, tall goaltenders like Aiden Hill. So, you know, Vegas is kind of a, a factor again. So, I, you're right. I think for both these teams, the deal has worked out really fine. So, when you look at the East with the hot starts from and surprising starts from Buffalo, Philadelphia, Detroit, of those three, which one do you think is the most sustainable? That's a tough question because I really like what Buffalo's doing. I don't think Philly is as sustainable. Um, as much I got to give them a lot of credit. I mean, John Trotterell, I talked to, we had Travis Sanheim on our show last week, and I asked him about training camp with Torts, and he said he just skated us, and he was laughing. That's all he did, he just skated us. And so I think really the year Philadelphia, I think, is better conditioned than a lot of teams right now. I think that was their focus, that they know they have to work hard. And. So they got a little jump. I think that will catch up as the teams, you know, get moving. In, you know, other teams get kind of up to the up to speed as we go. And don't take the Flyers for granted. I mean, Carter Hart has been lights out good, and I guess if he continues to play at nine thirty five, nine forty save percentage, I guess yeah. that then it's it's more sustainable for the Flyers. But is that sustainable for Carter Hart? I'm not sure. Uh, and Detroit had a lot of veterans this year and a new coach. Um, to a mix with young players. And so, you know, I mean, maybe they're the most sustainable out of the group just because when I look at Huso and Nedeljkovic, I feel more comfortable with those guys. I like Comrie a lot in Buffalo, but, like, we got to see it, right? He hasn't really done it as a guy that you really lean on over a course of time, and Anderson's an older goaltender. So I guess for me I would answer that question. I would say, I would say Detroit, but... Like that said, I like a lot of things Buffalo's doing, and I'm really, 
you know, you got to be happy for Philadelphia, for the Flyer fans, and for Philly to get off to a good start. We'll see what happens there. And so, like, if you look at teams that didn't make the playoffs last year that could make a push, you'd start to wonder, all right, well, who made it last year that could be out? I mean, Tampa's off to a slow start. I think they're going to be fine. Washington, I'm not sure about. Um, the Islanders, a bit of a concern. They did nothing during the offseason. Zero outside of changing the coach. It's still early, but they've lost four of their yeah. first six. And in a conference that's got so many improved teams, another slow start, EJ. And this might be another lost season for the Islanders. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh... I mean, the, the thing that really would be concerning is at home against the Devils, they really got run out of the building. I mean, the Devils' speed was very obvious in that game. They had over 40 shots. And, uh, you know, the, the Islanders have to find a way to slow down their opponents. And they go down, and, and Tampa's on a second of a back-to-back, and that was a spot where you needed a win and you couldn't get it. And then Florida just seems to have their number. Florida's a pretty darn good team. So, I mean... You know, you put yourself in a position where you're. I mean, there's not a lot of also rans in the league this year. There's just a lot of teams that are really competitive on a night-to-night basis, and the Islanders are good in goal. They're good on the blue line. I, I, you know, and I think you can win a lot of games that way. But you're not going to be able to do that if you can't mitigate the opponent's strength, which in most nights is going to be speed. The Islanders are just not a fast team at this stage, so. Um, We'll have to watch and see how things go. I mean, it's, it's everybody's kind of in the mix together right now, but the Islanders are going to have to find a way to win games, you know, losing to the Devils at home. Like, you know, the Devils are trying to find a way. That those, are, those are important games. Yeah. And, you know, the Islanders did not show well in that game, and, uh, you know, they're going to have to get themselves on the right track. There's no excuses this year. They have the, the beautiful building. They're... You know, they're not playing 13 games on the road. They don't have those issues. Um, you know, they're going to have to find a way early in the season to, to build up some points and and and, and remain with it, with the pack and try to carve out a spot for themselves. I, I mean, I was going into the season, I, I figured that they were it's a prideful group and, and, and they could find a way. And like I said, I love the goalie and I love the, the group of defensemen. But watching the game so far this year, boy, it's uh, – you know, they've got some work to do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Now you look out west, and the one team that I felt there was a lot of optimism around, and maybe maybe I felt that because I was there for their opening night, boy, the Wild have gotten off to a slow start. I mean, they gave up 20 goals in their first three home games. 
um, you think yep. they can dig themselves out of it in a year where they really felt like they could take the next step? I think it's going to be a challenge just because, you know, they lose Kevin Fiala. It's a lot of goals. It kind of sets – it's kind of – it throws their – it throws their lineup a little off from an offensive standpoint. They're a team that has a big-time cap challenge right now because this is the first year they've got that dead money with, with Suter and Parisi contracts. So when everybody's starting with $83 million or thereabouts, I mean, they're looking at starting with, you know, $68 million, $69 million. I mean, that's challenging. Now they, they have some good young players that they have on ELC, a guy like Boldy, who I think is going to be a really good player in the league. Oh, he's fun to watch. But... But but it's it's you know they they've got to be they've got to cut around the edges because of that cap problem, and they've got to hope Mark Andre Fleury is uh, you know is going to be able to carry the ball for them. So you know that's going to be the thing moving forward. And uh, you know I think down the road they have a good plan and they got some good young players. They got a goalie in their system that should be there in another year or two. And Jasper Wallstead, who is just is, I think he's going to be a star. But uh, I think this season is going to be some challenges. They're in a tough division. And, uh, you know, last year a lot of things went right for them during the regular season. They're going to need a little bit of that good fortune again this year. All right, before we let you go, because I know you're up against it, you got so many Ranger fans who listen to this podcast, and I've had a chance to call four of their first six. And the way it started out, EJ, was like, whoa, this team's the best team in the NHL. Their power play was clicking. Everything was yep. – and then – you know, they kind of had a dud third period in Winnipeg, but it was the second of back-to-backs, and they really have not been that. They, they were really, I thought, laid out against Columbus, who had played the night before. Um, they, their third periods have kind of been a snooze fest, considering they were so dominant, plus 37 goal differential in the third period last year. Uh, it's too early to hit the panic button, but it's just so weird how their first few games, they look so dominant and then just so average over the next three. Well, that's the 82-game season, right? I mean, the Rangers were excited. And they had Tampa on opening night, a team that beat them last year, and they came out and they won, and then they went into Minnesota and kind of blew their doors off. And, you know, then it was the second of a back-to-back, and you're playing Yaro Halak, who's your number two goalie this year. And obviously the Rangers, when, when Igor is not their guy, when he's not in goal, I mean, to me, you know, that's, that's a drop-off, obviously. I mean, he's one of the biggest reasons why you look at the Rangers and you see them as a Stanley Cup contender is that they have a goaltender of that magnitude. So they've had the two losses this year, regulation losses. I believe Halak was in for both of those. Um, not to say that he's played poorly, but he's just not as good as Shesterkin. That's it. So, um, you know, the, you have Chris Kreider at a 50-plus goal season last year. And you, know, you look at stuff like that, and you wonder, like you know, you got you, you you figure he's not going to have 50 goals again this year, but is he going to have you know is he going to have 40? You know, so I, I think it'll all straighten itself out. I think they got a lot of talent within that group, um, but again, it's an 82 game schedule, and you got to find a way to be ready to play on a, on a night to night basis. I think you know Columbus is playing with a sense of urgency in the early season. They know that you know. Let's face it, they've got to win games and pile up some points if they're going to have any chance at all of being in the mix. So that's kind of, a, you know, the way I look at it is yeah. that, you know, the Rangers are going to have to, you know, they got Colorado coming in. Colorado's got some injury issues right now, and Georgiev will be back. I would think he would get to start that game for the Avalanche. And, 
you know, these are the games that the Rangers will get up for, but they've got to find a way to be up for everybody because everybody's going to be up for them. They were a top-four team in the East last year, and they're a team that many people, including myself, feel have a great chance to win the Stanley Cup this year. But that's a different challenge, right? And, you know, last year you're playing with house money and you make it to the Eastern Conference final and everything's great. Now this year you're one of the teams that people are hunting. Yeah. We'll see how things play out. But I think I, I've said at the start, Donnie, I think the Rangers' regular season this year will be more challenging. Uh, there will be some more adversity because that's just the nature of sports. But I think that it'll serve them well come playoff time. And I think, uh, you know, I think that they'll they'll get through the regular season and there'll be more challenges, but I think this is a team that has everything it takes to really to go on another deep run. So I think we'll just have to, you know, play out the 82-game season and see where it is. All right, and just in the final minute, we talked about Vegas for a second. Phil Kessel is going to tie the Ironman record tonight. Just, just your thoughts on that. Well, congratulations to Phil. I mean, it's it's uh, this is a hard league, and it's a hard league to stay healthy in. And uh, you know, it's uh, you got to give him a lot of credit, just like you got to give Keith Yandel a lot of credit. Um, it's uh, you know, he's been able to stay healthy and and to play night after night after night. I mean, they had the weird thing last year where they flew him in. He played one period. I mean, sometimes those things happen with these records. Um, but hey. He's been able to do it and stay healthy, and he's been, you know, in that span, in that window over these last 13 years, he's been part of a couple of Stanley Cup winners. So it's hard to, to say anything except, to, you know, he's not a guy, you know, when you think about it, right, Donna, you don't think of Phil Kessel as an Ironman and a guy that would, would break, you know, that would be the guy that would go down in history for that that mark. But, you know, here he is. So you got to give him full credit, I think, as an athlete. He's kind of been a little bit of a freak in that, you know, when you when you look at him, he's kind of, uh, you know, not the, you know, he's not any Adonis out there. But when you watch him, you know, I mean, I'm watching him in skills competitions and all-star game stuff over the last several years. And it's amazing to me, like, how, like, just what an athlete he is. He is a tremendous athlete. And you talk to people that, that really do know him and they say he's a really competitive guy. So, you know, congratulations to him. And, you know, we'll see if he can stay healthy and add – Add many more games to that number. Man, we were doing NHL live when he was drafted. And now he's broken the Ironman record. We're old. I know it's crazy. Crazy. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> but we keep going too, Donnie. Hey, that's listen, right. We're Ironman. That's right. Keep Nobody pays attention, but you know. All right, right, go to work, my friend. I'll talk to you next week. All right, you got it, Donnie. Take care. All right, that's the great EJ Raddick giving us uh, about thirty minutes here on the podcast. It's been a while since we talked to him. So yeah, Phil Kessel tonight. When Vegas plays their game, we'll play in consecutive game number 989. That'll tie Keith Yandel, who's the record holder, as they both blew by Doug Jarvis for the longest time. That record stood 964 consecutive games. Jarvis played his last game October 10th, 1987. So that stood up until now. And Kessel should be able to, knock on wood from health perspective, blow by 1,000 consecutive games played, and it's been... One heck of a career. I really think it's kind of an underrated uh, record. You know, we talk about the Ironman record with Cal Ripken because of the sheer number of games baseball plays. But when you consider how physical a sport hockey is and how easy it is to get injured, for him to be able to play in that many games in a row, pretty amazing. And unlike Keith Yandel, where you knew he was towards the end and that when he broke the record, he really wasn't going to be able to add to it, and Kessel was kind of on his heels, and 
that he wasn't going to be able to hold the record for very long, and he'll share it tonight after uh, Vegas finishes up uh, their game at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight, and then he'll be able to officially um, own the record by himself the next night when Vegas is in uh, San Jose tomorrow. So he will actually have 990, barring any kind of unforeseen uh, incident, and he will be the Iron Man. I think that's a pretty cool streak to have because hockey's a tough, tough sport to play. You think of all the, the pucks and the skates and the sticks that can get you injured, and to be able to dodge all that and play that many games in a row is pretty pretty cool. Uh, the streak has gone from March 26, 2000, uh, excuse me, uh, November 3rd, 2009, up until uh, tonight when he hits the ice to tie Keith Yandel, and then hopefully tomorrow in San Jose have a chance uh, to break it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So since we were talking about the games tonight in the NHL, uh, EJ brought up a big matchup early for the Devils and the Capitals. Devils won three in a row very quietly. Capitals, very average three and three. When you look at the starts of Buffalo and Detroit and Philadelphia, and you might be a Washington team that might have to settle for a wild card to begin with, and you see that these non-playoff teams from last year get off to good starts, you start to wonder, right, is there going to be a place at the table for me? And... Capitals need to get a win tonight in New Jersey against a real fast, quick Devils team. That's all I keep hearing from people that play the Devils is that team is very, very fast. And we'll see if they've got the goaltending to make it kind of stand up. Dallas is off to a terrific start, 4-0-1. We should mention them. They're in Ottawa to take on the Senators. Pittsburgh also undefeated in regulation, 4-1. They'll be in Edmonton to take on a Oiler team that has dropped three of their first five. At eight, the Blues at the Jets. And we mentioned the 10 o'clock game, the Golden Knights home for uh, the Maple Leafs. And at 10-30, Carolina continues their Western Canadian swing. They'll be in Vancouver to take on the Canucks. Uh, Carolina was in Calgary back on Saturday and ended up losing that game in overtime. Uh, so they did earn themselves a point. So should be a lot of fun. All right, so here's the lay of the land for me. And again, I, I apologize. I've been sick and travel. I went to Minnesota and Winnipeg, and I ended up getting a cold and got tested a couple of times, not COVID, but the family's got it. It's just been a rough few days as far as just having a voice. But I was able to call the game last night, as awful as it was for the Rangers, and uh, we move on from there. But uh, I will be out in Belmont on Wednesday for Rangers-Islanders. So I'll try to get the podcast up for Wednesday uh, then, and then uh, I'll have that call of the game. And then Friday, um, I'll be leaving to go to Dallas. I'm going to do Dallas and Arizona next weekend for the Rangers. They'll be uh, taking on the Stars and the Coyotes as we get back to all of the, the travel. So hopefully everything gets back to normal back on Wednesday and Friday schedule. Thanks again to EJ Raddick. Always fun to talk to him. We'll get to your tweets and your comments on Wednesday. Best way to do that is at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Hopefully Friday we'll have enough information to be able to give you a top five for the week. So we got that happening. So we will talk to you again on Wednesday. This was the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.